What's up, everybody? Rojas here on the podcast. I think I'm going to start doing these mini episodes every now and then because let's be honest, we're all three busy people doing this podcast for fun. So sometimes Tuesdays don't work out, especially when it's my season and we have a lot of Tuesday home games. The fellows have class schedules at night. It's a lot. So let's get into some quick picks of the movies that I've seen lately. You have to forgive me for being out of breath. I'm here in Charleston. I just finished a run. So on my run, I had the thought, hey, let's get some movie thoughts out there because there's been a lot of great movies that have come out lately and we've seen quite a few of them. So let's start off number one with Napoleon. Just saw that yesterday with my brother. It's directed by Ridley Scott, two and a half hour long movie. Joaquin Phoenix plays Napoleon. I, at the end of the day, leaving the theater, I was like, that was a good movie. That's a good movie. It's very well made. Like the battle scenes are incredible. It's amazing what Ridley Scott can do on such a large scale. He's always blown me away with his ability to do that. The scenes in between the battle scenes, if anybody's been listening to this podcast for years knows, I kind of tune out during action scenes and I kind of come alive a little bit when it's people talking. The scenes in between the battle scenes were were good to me. It was much more of a comedy than I thought it would be. It, much more in like the New Yorker cartoon kind of sense. I enjoyed the humor in this movie. Um, it's really about the relationship between Napoleon and Josephine between the battles. That's really what it comes down to. You, you don't really... You don't really get too much into the psychology of Napoleon and why he did what he did from a battlefield standpoint, what his goals, dreams were. It's, it's very much about his relationship to Josephine. And leaving the theater, I overheard some people saying, like, oh, I didn't expect it to be quite like that movie. So it, it, the marketing of this movie is very much promoting, like, ruthless killer, battle, and tactician. And yeah, those scenes are in there, and it's fantastic. Like, Austerlitz is fantastic in this movie, Waterloo. Um, it's all, it's all great action. Um, of course me being the person that I am, one of the action scenes, I started to kind of fall asleep a little bit. Not quite. I, I was back up within like 10 seconds, but, um, if you, if you're on the fence about this movie, I'd say it only makes sense really on a big screen when this comes to Apple later at home, boy, I can just see a lot of people losing interest in this movie. So if you, if you miss it on the theatrical run, don't feel like you need to see it. I don't think this movie is going to be up for a lot of Oscars that it's going to win at least. Um, different kind of movie, enjoyable, good movie, not what I was expecting and not in a bad way. Um, so that, that's kind of my thoughts on that. Um, another movie, and we'll go in order of movies that I enjoyed the most here. Saw the, uh, let's, let's start with the killer on Netflix, Michael Fassbender directed by David Fincher. I love David Fincher's movie. I was so excited when I heard about the plot of this movie. I did not read the graphic novels, so I did not know what the story was about at all. This movie is very much a, if you're not paying attention to this movie, you're missing the point of it. This movie isn't about, in my eyes, what happens in the movie. It's more of the details in the movie. You know, how the killer goes about his job, if you will, uh, his life. It's very much internal monologue. I I can definitely see how this story worked as a graphic novel. The movie to me was enjoyable. I watched it on a plane, so I, you know, I wasn't distracted by my phone or anything like that. I think there's going to be people who watch this at home who are maybe Fight Club fans or other David Fincher fans. 
and uh, and are expecting maybe some like crackling dialogue or uh, amazing set pieces. And uh, you know, it's it's gonna be lost if you if you're kind of half paying attention to this movie. I think you're you're gonna leave it be like, well, that movie sucked. Um, so I, I I gave it a very I give it a, I give it a firm seven out of ten. Um, and I gave Napoleon a seven out of ten too. Um, I like the killer. It's just under two hours. The soundtrack I thought was great. The score was phenomenal by um, by Atticus Ross and. Uh, I'm blanking on their names. It, whoever's listening at home, you're going to be yelling at me. You know, I'll look, I'll look it up. Trent Reznor. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> it came to me. All right, uh, so that's The Killer. Um, yeah, I just really like that uh, score a lot. I uh, loved it so much that I forgot who did it. All right, moving on to another movie that I enjoyed, Killers of the Flower Moon. That movie, again, also produced by Apple. That'll be on your iPhones, Apple TVs, iPads, what have you, soon. I don't know when. Um, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Lily Gladstone, Robert De Niro, uh, Jesse Plemons. This movie, three hours and 20 minutes? Very long movie. Boyle and I saw it in IMAX. I, I got to tell you, I was not bored a single minute of this movie. It is just so well made. Martin Scorsese directed it, in case you didn't know. Fantastic movie. Fantastic. The he does Scorsese his ability to direct a movie that's kind of indistinguishable from his other movies at this age is just honestly incredible like there are some things in here that are really cool to see but it's not like oh you know this is a I will say this there is a shot later in the movie that is basically exactly what happens in Goodfellas and I'm like doing the Leonardo DiCaprio ironically enough pointing me wow actually very ironic and if you know spoiler uh, I'm doing that exact pointing meme. I'm like, this is Goodfellas. Uh, but aside from that, this movie is so well made. Lily Gladstone is just does a great performance. When, when the, I'd say for the book part of her movie, there, now there's like an hour in the movie where she's bedridden and she plays that well on it, you know. But her acting performances around that, where she's just stoic and just, God, she just takes on so much emotional distress throughout the movie. Uh, such a great performance. Leonardo DiCaprio in the movie. Oh my God! Incredible! Just the stuff he's doing with his face, his, his the way he talks, you know, the 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 makeup with his teeth, incredible. De Niro, great as always with whatever accent he was doing. Uh, I've never been to Oklahoma, but sure, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. Um, I guys, I was not bored once in this movie at all. I loved it. Um, that that's a that's a very strong eight out of ten for me, and uh, definitely one of the year's best movies i just think it's just so well made so good um and such a good story uh, seriously like really what the way it was told and i i appreciate how the screenwriter and, and scorsese decided to tell this movie um because the book definitely dives more into the fbi part of it but um i i think that would have been a little bit redundant um you know they they tell this movie in a way that's I think to the book, uh, it's a nice surprise—not a, nice, a nice surprise, but uh, it's a surprise in the book that uh, reads well. But I think it wouldn't have played as well in in a movie form. Um, and now let's go to our final movie of this little—I uh, don't know what the word for four, not, not trio, but it would be a quad quadrio, All right, quartet. There we go. Yeah, I'm good with words. All right, so the holdovers I saw at the Avon little uh, indie theater in Providence on Thayer Street with my buddy Dane and my buddy Butler. Uh, the Holdovers is directed by Alexander Payne, 
and is starring Paul Giamatti and uh, um, a few other people that I maybe had not seen in too many movies before, but I do want to give them a shout out um, because I, I really love this movie. And what I loved about the movie really is the acting, um, first and foremost, in the story too. Um, uh, Devine Joy Randolph, I want to give a shout out to her. Dominic Sessa has never been in anything before, so shout out to him as well. Uh, all right, so The Holdovers. Oh, gosh, this movie feels like it was made in 1974 and they just held it in a vault for nearly 50 years and then just released it now because I know that it was done digitally, but it feels like it's filmed with a camera from the 70s. Um, the sets feel so lived in and it's no wonder because afterwards we looked it up and it's everything was shot on a practical location. It was not... It was not built on a soundstage, which I know must be probably expensive, but I feel like a director like Alexander Payne has some sway. I wish more productions did it like this because, wow, it, this felt, felt so real. Um, and, and, you know, seeing the original trailer for this movie and, and knowing the director, I'm like, okay, like, I, you know, I'll give this movie a chance for sure. Um, but there is like some tepid, like, uh, is this going to be just like a you know, a little bit too in love with itself, a little snooty movie. Not at all. Like, you know, from like almost like minute one, minute two, like, oh, okay. Like I'm going to actually enjoy this movie to, uh, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I, I may watch this every December. Uh, this might be a new Christmas tradition for me, honestly. Um, this is a lovely movie and it's not featuring characters that are lovely. Uh, in fact, there are a lot of times throughout the movie where you, you just straight up just, oh God, you just can't stand these people. Yeah, but uh, and and you know where it's headed, hundred percent. You know where it's headed, but you don't care. You're you're happy with where this movie goes. And uh, gosh, I'm just sitting there, just in awe, watching this movie the entire runtime. Uh, definitely not a movie where I'm checking my watch, wondering where it's going to be over, because I'm just enjoying the ride. And uh, I gave the holdovers just a very strong nine out of ten, almost perfect movie for me. I love it. I can't wait to revisit this movie. If if I ever get back into collecting physical media, I would like to collect uh, movies that finish in my top five for each year. Uh, this movie is squarely at number two for the year. Um, and with about a month to go, I'm not sure what's going to pass it. Uh, just what a great movie. I, I love The Holdovers. It disappoints me greatly that it's going straight to digital in a matter of days, possibly by the time you hear this. Um, because it should be seen in theaters. It's it's just such a lovely movie, and uh, I wish more people would see it. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed this little mini episode. It's 10 minutes and 52 seconds uh, where we're at right now. Um, yeah, let me know if you listen to it. Check it out. Message me. I would love to do this um, between episodes whenever they are. It seems to be like we, we're dropping on a monthly schedule just because our schedules are so wacky. Um, but, uh, yeah, shoot me a message, Rojo36, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, so again, just, uh, just a quick recap, uh, Napoleon, you know, pretty darn good. Um, maybe not necessarily recommend unless you're a huge movie buff, uh, the killer on Netflix, good movie, but with caveats, you gotta, you gotta stay locked in. And if that's not for you, uh, you could probably skip it. Uh, killers of the flower moon. I thought rightfully so will be up for a lot of Academy award nominations, really good movie. Um, and then the holdovers, great movie, loved it. Loved it. Full-throated endorsement over on this part. All right. That wraps this mini-sode. See you next time.